You are now listening to The Open Canvas. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. This is someone that embodies, is the true definition of being an individual. This guy, you may see him walking down the street and may have a bunch of preconceptions or assumptions about what you're seeing, but this guy is the real deal. He's true to himself, he means what he says, he's a man of his word, and he believes in what he's doing. Uh, without any further ado, I'll let you introduce yourself. Well, shit, you must can't be talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh, Kobe, Kobe turn her, kill, turn her, kill, whatever y'all know me by, you know what I mean? Some people know me as OG Flashbags, you know what I mean? <laughs> this is what I, you know what I mean? I, I've went through a couple different aliases, but at the end of the day, it's Kobe Turner, you feel me? Yeah, man. So we met, actually it's the same night we met, me and Dice met yeah, at the yeah. Brooklyn Museum. We had Dice on an episode, I think the seventh episode, and we were just talking about how we met. And I remember you and I, I think we met a couple minutes before me and Dice started talking. Yep. And there's something you said, but you said, you know, I'm from Troy. And I just like flipped the switch in my mind. Like a lot of people who don't know Troy, New York, that's upstate. <laughs> that's upstate New York. And it's funny because we live in New York City. It's so close to upstate, but it's like a different world. And you can't Complete. really have a conversation with somebody about upstate New York. No, so you can't. You're from Troy, right? I was actually, I was born in Long Island, but I left Long Island like four or five, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that's going to say like, now, you know how upstate is everybody's like, nah, I'm from the Bronx, I'm from Harlem. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, bro, I went to middle school with you, bro. Like, yeah, chill out, like, you, you know, feel me? You know it's so like, like, I still claim both everything, you know? I spent yeah. most of my formidable years upstate, so it's upstate, you feel me? Yeah, man. Albany, Troy, like, I used to live right on Vandenberg, right next to Deli and Brew and Word. LaSalle, you feel Damn. me? I went to Troy Hi. That's crazy. You feel I me? went to LaSalle. When you were saying all these names of areas that you're from, it just sparked so many memories for mm-hmm. me just growing up. So, but, but first of all, we got other people in so the I have a whole bunch of collectives or I have a whole bunch of creatives with me. You feel me? I got one, an artist that I work with by the name of Boy. He's from Providence, Rhode Island. Talk your shit, bro. Yo, it's popping me. Uh, I go by Boy. Like I said, I'm from Providence stuff. I like rap and sing. You know what I mean? Like, boy from the road. He's one, yeah. like, yo, he's one of the illest artists. Like, I got to play you some shit before we leave. Like, Absolutely. He's fire. You feel me? Yeah. And I got Next to him, I have Nate. He calls himself attention whore. You know what I mean? <laughs> Producer, DJ, you know, all around creative individual. From the real sick. So, oh, yeah, from Atlanta, you feel me? The real sick. Okay. Um, I'm Nari from Providence, Rhode Island. Kind of got like a melody vibe, you know what I'm saying? Rap. Yeah. It's my song. I mean, street vibes, you know what I mean? Real dope, melodic dope. type shit. Yeah, just G Baby Gwine. You know, I'm six representative too. I fuck with niggas up here and down south. I'm originally from Harlem and shit. So my shit is rooted all up and down the East Coast. Mm. Talk your shit, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jade. I'm from Rhode Island as well. I'll pair with Boy and Ari. You feel me? Real. It's family. It's family. That's one thing that I noticed when we all first came up here. We're all from different places or we're all sort of connected in different ways. But I really respect, you know, you guys coming up here and taking the time to be a part of this because you don't know who I am. You just meet me for the first time. But it means a lot for you guys to really come up here and and show love. So thank you guys for coming through. All of you. Appreciate it. The thing is, like, you've been sending me the links 
to the shit. And I've been checking them out, you know, when I'm when I'm at work, I'll just like cut off the music for a little bit mm. and just like listen, doing my other work or whatever. And I'm like, okay, okay. You feel me? <laughs> and, and my relationship with podcasts is weird because I've done a few before. I like doing them, but it's hard for me to actually sit down and listen to one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just yeah. like the ones that I do like are ones that are rooted in the culture. I mean, I hate the whole scene thing, yeah. but yeah. like essentially that's what it is. You know what I mean? I like it's, it's the behind the scenes of everything that's going on, all the creativity, all like the different industry moves. That's the shit I like to listen to. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So for those who don't know, what do you do? You do so many things. I'm not even going to say that like it's easy to answer. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, <laughs> name like a little bit of what you do. Creative direction, design, A&R work, executive production, you know, mm. like Boy's last project, I helped A&R and executive produce that. Nope. Um, Boy, yeah, Boy Estates, fire, fire. Mm. We'll play some shit. Yeah, I need to hear that. Here. I need to hear that. The A&R work, you know, parties, like nightlife stuff, you know, you might find me hosting an event. You might find me not hosting an event because <laughs> they're wilding out. Yo. You feel me? Like, while out, hanging around the models, you know? My boy, Lancey Foe from London, you know, he likes to say, we need some estrogen around mm. here. You feel me? Just like, <laughs> right. you know? But essentially, yeah, I'm really in that creative field from, you know, mm. A&R work, creative development, artist development to, you know, fashion and, you know, just styling and coming up with the pieces. Like, I have a couple brands that I work with called the Black... They're actually my brands, not mm. working with them, but cooperate them with my my partner Santos back upstate. We got the black tongue. We call it grimy high end. Mm. I don't like to call it streetwear. Essentially, right. people may look at it and look at it and say streetwear, but in my mind and the way we create it, I feel like the approach is completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we attack it with a really finite, like high end approach. Mm. And then we add that grit and that grime and that I don't give a fuck type attitude, you know what I mean? Yeah, so man. if you see me and you see that, you know, people like to give me that whole rock star title or whatever, mm. that's what my clothes is about. You yeah, know what man. I mean? It's real yeah. dark, it's gritty, it's, it's aggressive, it's emotional a little bit. Like yeah. that's what it is, you know? But then on the other end of it, we have ECW, CWWF, mm. which is wrestling. It's all wrestling based, you know, off of some old school 90s, like ECW, WCW, WWF type shit. Mm. I'm surprised I haven't gotten sued by Vince McMahon yet. <laughs> right, but, you right. know what I mean? That's how yeah. we're coming, you know? And I have other brands too. Like I have the Turner Triple X brand, yeah. which is like based off, it's all like based off of my childhood, you know? Mm. I grew up around a lot of women. So that's where the whole, I don't know if people have peeped it yet, but it's a real like feminine vibe to it. Mm. Although it's still like, unisex clothing everything we do is unisex right you know right. what i mean so that's the turner triple x then my partner santos has his brand that's he's working called santos yeah. Yo, we have so much shit going on bro like <laughs> yeah, 64th yeah. floor is popping right now you know yeah, that, yeah. that's like the umbrella everything falls under like oh. all the creativity all the outside of like the label work that i do yeah all the stuff that i can consider my own we put that under 64th floor. There's different avenues that you're looking to go in. So you're like saying, no, the door is open. I should be able to do whatever I want, mm -hmm. however I want. So what got you into that mode of thinking? Like, yo, I'm just going to create my own shit and just do it. Shit. I used to complain about being bored a lot as a mm -hmm. kid. And my yeah. mother would always say, like, you'll find something to do. Find something to do. I grew up really different. My parents were young when they had me in general. You feel me? Yeah. My mom was 20. My father was 17. And they exposed me to a lot at a really young age. So... You know, a lot of people may see me talking about, like, I talk a lot of gang shit, you know. Before, like, YG was popping, before 21 Savage was popping, like, and there's no offense to any Crips that may be listening, because I have some of my best friends are Crips. It's just the way I was brought up, you yeah, know. Like, we yeah. replace a lot of C's with B's, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, we've, I've been doing this since, like, sixth, seventh grade. 
You know, so like instead of cool, we might say bull. You know what right, I mean? Like that's right. just how it is. I know it's a trend now, but I've really been doing that. Yeah. So, but I say that to say this, like that was around me, but then creativity and education was around me as well. You know, my father's side of the family, they were really into the streets. My mother used to be a teacher. She's a principal now. Mm. And she always put me around. Actually, this is how I know I met you way before all this other <laughs> oh, shit. Oh yeah, we were talking you about know, that. Yeah, I yeah. used to work at a barber shop. And um, when I was like 11 years old, I used to work at True Images. Damn. Okay, so yeah, some real Albany shit. True Images, the <laughs> poppin' barbershop. It was right by the YMCA, not too yeah. far from the Y. Yeah, and, on the same block. And like for us, like our heroes were the high school basketball players. Yeah. All of like the best high school basketball players, like the Tiki Mavens. Mm -hmm. Yo, shout uh, to Tiki, bro, word. Ty Tyreek Evans, uh -huh. Rashad Freeman. Y'all don't know who we're talking about right mm -hmm. now, but these are upstate <laughs> legends. Went to this barbershop. Exactly. You know, so true images. Yeah, just had so to say that. I started working there at 11, and it was because, like, I was I always like, bro, I've been six foot something since I was, like, nine years old. <laughs> it's real easy for me to get caught up in, like, all the shit my family was doing. That's why mm. we even moved from Long Island to upstate was mm. because my mother was like, yo, like, if you're going to grow up in Long Island, like, you're going to get involved with all this other shit. You're really right. affiliated because that's your family, and you're going to rock with them when you're out here. Mm. But I'd rather people see you, like, once or twice out of the year instead of every day. You yeah. feel me? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we just dipped, and then I'll go back and forth a lot. But when I turned, like, 11, you know, I used to go to St. Casimir's on Sheridan Avenue. Damn. You feel me? Yeah. And I used to walk from Sheridan to fucking Henry Johnson, and I used to... You know what I mean? Work at that barbershop. And it was just because I was being exposed to like all this street shit, but then all this like education and just learning. Mm. You feel me? So being at that barbershop taught me a lot about how to be your own person, mm. but then also like how to grow up. You feel me? Like I had to grow up at a really young age. And a lot of times you see stuff and you don't really know how to take it in, but you're around these different men, you feel me, who are teaching you how to be a man, but then also teaching you what not to do, you mm. know? Because I mean, you spend that much time at a barbershop, yeah. you gonna see some cool shit, you gonna see some not so cool shit. So that all went into deciding, all right, this is what I wanna do. Like I've been big as fuck, like I said, since a, <laughs> since a young ass kid, you yeah, feel me? Yeah. I don't wanna play sports. Like I gave mm. up sports at a young age. I was like, fuck all that shit. Like even earlier, like I think you asked me like, yo, you, you ever tried to do ball? And I was like, yeah, like for a little while. And after mm. a while I said, fuck it, I wanna do this fashion yeah, shit. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? Like I wanna be creative, you know what I mean? Like, mm. and it was because, like I said, my parents had me young, I'm watching music videos. Like I'm one of those kids who grew up watching MTV and seeing like, I'm I remember the first time I saw Lenny Kravitz, mm. I was, oh nah, this is, <laughs> this is, this is different, yeah, bro. Yeah, because yeah, it's just yeah. like, you're almost like looking in the mirror and seeing mm. what you could be. Like you see all these other rock stars and not for nothing, a lot of these rock stars were white. And, I, and a lot of the rock stars I even idolize now, like you go to my Twitter, you see me posting rock, like photography all the time. Yeah. A lot of them are white, but essentially rock is a black genre. Mm. You feel me? So yeah, like talk Chuck about Berry it. and a lot of niggas is rock stars. Exactly, yeah, bro. Talk about it's, it. Talk it's about straight it. up. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, I can idolize rappers all day, but everybody else is doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, like you're seeing somebody who looks like you doing something that no one else that looks like you is doing. Yeah. It just sparked something in me. You mm. feel me? That's an image that even now, like I'm talking about it, and I remember seeing like Lenny Kravitz in that silver ass suit, dreads <laughs> swinging. And I'm just like, yo, yeah. like, this is some shit. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He still doesn't. He's like in his 50s now, you feel Shout me? Shout out to him. And then like, yeah. even like Slash, bro. Like mm. Slash, people don't know Slash is Nigerian, bro. Yeah. Slash, like niggas don't know that shit. Yeah. Know I mean, yeah. Guns and Roses, you feel me? Like, mm. like he's straight, his mom is, his mom is a Nigerian seamstress in London. And then his family moved out to LA, you feel me? It was his father's white, his father's Jewish. 
but his mom is like Nigerian, like straight up. Mm. I heard his autobiography is sick. It, it is, bro. It yeah, is, bro. That up. You feel what I'm saying? So yeah. like, so those are the people that I idolize. You know, I still do, and I'm just like, damn, like you know, like these are people who are like making a way for black alternatives. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, man. So that's what it was. It was just like, yeah, like. I, I, Everybody's a creative, rappers, R&B artists, whatever, but yeah. me specifically for the energy that I'm bringing, mm. it's just like, yo, like it's gritty, it's different, it's street yeah. on both ends. It's street on some rock shit and street on some real street yeah. black America shit too, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, it's just different, you know what I That's mean? That's real, bro. That's real. And one thing that you just said that it may not even like be a phrase to you, but black alternative. Like, mm -hmm. What do you mean for somebody who doesn't understand what that means? It just like, means like down. when you're black or you're just of color in general, and you're doing something that's alternative from what everybody else in your like racial demographic is doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, if you're into rock, if you're into punk, if you're into skateboarding, shit, if you're into wrestling, if you're into, you know, any extreme sport, anything that's that may be considered alternative from the normal for what your demographic does. You feel me? Like yeah. I even go back to Albany and I talk to kids who still move in the streets, mm. but these kids came up looking up to me. And they're only a few years younger than me, but they caught it at an age where it's just like, yo, they're 12, I'm 18. They see me like from high school to college and they see the different moves I'm making and they want to be like next to these rappers and next to these different people. And they literally watch that. So they went from fucking being like dancers and like just kids, you know, cause that whole like life eat jerking shit was big oh, for, oh, for yeah. that age group. Yeah. So they went from that to like trying to do, you know, graphic design mm. and trying to, you know, skate and then trying to rap. They were like, fuck it, like, I'm gonna try to rap, I'm gonna try to produce, like, you know, it's almost like the 80s all over again with mm. the original hip hop evolution. Right. Anybody who's from that age group of the original hip hop renaissance or whatever will tell you like, yo, we tried to do every different platform of hip hop mm. until we figured out which one was ours. Yeah. So yeah. we tried graffiti, we tried breaking, we tried rapping, we tried DJing, mm. we tried, you feel me? Yeah. That's yeah. the new thing. Like, mm. there's not anybody in this culture who will say rapping was it. Like I tried rapping and that was it. Yeah. Usually they tried everything. Uh, yeah, you try all mediums, you feel me? That's the reason why you see some of these, like Metro Boomin, for example, he yeah. used to rap. What? He used I to rap. He's a big producer now, but he used to rap. Yeah. These kids are trying their hand at different mediums until they find which one is theirs that was, speaks to yeah. them the most. I was or, definitely knee deep in creative direction before I started doing music myself. You see like, what I'm saying? Shit, it, it like it essentially just like helped create like the structure of like the type of artist that I wanted to be essentially mm -hmm. and having like earlier experiences with artists having like a hard time wearing a certain type of outfit mm -hmm. or rapping on like a certain type of beat. I always used to like hang that up in, in the back of my mind. Like, yeah. all right, I'm gonna I'm explore this. If he's not comfortable right, to do right, it, right. I can straight do it. up, like, straight up. Everything you saying is just pure fact right now is just hitting it on the head because like if you had the experience of what it was to not be favored in what is now like popularized and like pretty much promoted and encouraged in every walk of life mm. is to be like a photographer, to be musical, to have a musical opinion, all those different things. If you had that earlier on, like growing up, it wasn't something that was necessarily encouraged. Or yeah, that's like, a fact. It wasn't, sure. it, it, it wasn't it's the opposite. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't something that, yeah. even like we was talking at the office on the way over here, the transgression of what it is to be like an authentic creative, it makes it that much more easy to see through people and see who's like really about their shit, really on their shit. Mm. 
versus who's not. And it comes from like those early on, like humiliating experiences or the, the, the rejection that you got from not being like culturally accepted. In exactly. Your, in your, in your um, you know what I'm saying? In your own race and shit like that. And that so goes now, right and, and now it's, it's our time and our turn to be cool. Exactly. <laughs> and then and it goes right back to what I was saying about yeah. being like a black alternative. You feel me? Yeah. Like how earlier I was mentioning like the umbrella that I have called the 64th floor. That's something that I've been pushing since like 2007 or 2011. I'm sorry. Ever since I got out of college, people always look at that number, that 64, and they're like, yo, what does that mean? You know how in school, the lowest passing grade is 65, 65. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, the bar is set very low. Yeah. Well, I went to school with 65. Yeah. yeah. So the 64, like the actual meaning is so many different meanings. But the one meaning that stuck out to me was this. It's just like, yo, 64 is that number where it's just like, all right. You either pass or you fail. So 64, like us championing that number just means like, yo, we're passing on our own standards. Like we don't give a fuck about what your standards are. We've been the outcast. Y'all been looking at us like we were crazy. Cause like my partner, he's, he's um, all right, some Albany shit. He's Puerto Rican, you feel me? Yeah. He was born in the Bronx, yeah. but he grew up on Clinton Avenue. You feel me? So he been, he was around the original OG, yeah. OGKs and jungle members. He's super official, but he also, was into wrestling and into X Games and into like Nirvana and Porter's Head and all that like alternative music from the 90s, yeah. but was a super hood dude. Like if I had him up here and he told you a little bit about his story, which he doesn't like to do, but yeah. I always get him to do it. Yeah. It's some real like Albany street shit. You feel me? That's like true. he grew up with all them, all those jungle dudes who yeah. everybody was afraid of, yeah. they knew him, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just crazy because now like we have this collective where it's just like, yo, like we're both young creatives, but we came from like some real dark shit, like yeah. some real street shit and just some real like depressing shit in general. Because yeah. it's hard being a creative, bro, especially in that environment. Yeah. Like how you said, it wasn't cool to be creative and or to have an opinion about music or have an opinion about art. Yeah. Now it's cool. Now you see everybody being championed for being a weirdo. But I remember when that shit was not cool. Yeah, I remember when you know it mean? wasn't cool to wear a preen. My freshman year, niggas would be like, why you got a shirt with a man on? He spent $50 on it. I'm like, bro, this like Tell him, exactly. two years yeah. later, niggas is like, oh, I can even go back to fifth grade year, my homegirl. Like she put me on like I had like a Hollister shirt on, like mm -hmm. American Eagle skinnies, a new era fit, and like some countdown pack shit. Mm -hmm. Niggas like why you like you outcast like you gay like why you mm -hmm. skinny? Exactly. Yeah. Two years later, oh the whole white boy black boy white boy swag. Exactly. Like, I'm on some other shit. Like, exactly. That's when I was on praying. The niggas don't catch up two years later. Like, that's that's I, a fact. That's awesome yeah. shit. And and that and that's how it's always been with people yeah, like us. You know yeah. what I mean? That's always been like that. So I remember being in like man like I went to I went to Troy High like I said yeah. you know and I I remember like when skinny jeans first started popping because yeah. I feel like I'm a little older than some yeah. of y'all. Yeah. Skinny jeans first started popping. Everybody was like oh you got the Jim Jones jeans on. <laughs> I know why you said that. Yeah. I know why you said that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm originally from Harlem, but I moved to Decatur like um, my seventh grade year. I went to like Chapel Hill Middle School. Okay. And I, um, I graduated. I went to Towers from on my ninth grade year. Towers, super yeah. hood. <laughs> super <laughs> hood. Bro. Then I graduated from uh, Southwest DeKalb during the, during the like Lil Wayne Rain era and shit. Uh, that's a fact. Like, when you know what I'm saying when like it was like really like the first open exchange of swag from mm. the north to the south that was like that was comforting. It, yeah. Before, you know what I'm saying? That's After true. like the outcast shit. That's true. I remember like 
we saying that shit, I remember coming to school one day with a with a fitted pair of Rockwear jeans. I remember they had like some embroidered, like they had like <laughs> yeah, a silver little, embroidery yeah, in it. And it looked like this. Too. Back of my jeans on the pockets, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I had my ACGs. I had just got my ACGs from New York. Cause I used to just go to New York shop and then come down and right, like try to flex on the Yeah, that's nigga, a fact. Whatever. I wore them ACGs <laughs> in school, my nigga. Them niggas blame me to the floor, yeah. my nigga. Yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah, get out of here with them moon boots. Like yeah. he said, yeah. Year later, a year, a year later, bro. Everybody got Nike boots. Everybody got on. You see what I'm saying, bro? It's the truth. That's the shit that, like, you know what I mean, that means everything to me. You yeah, feel me? Because yeah. it's just like now you have a lot of these kids who they get to just be weirdos straight out the gate. You feel me? And not get made fun of, and not have to defend themselves, and don't know how to defend themselves. Well, you feel me? Good, they, got like, a they got a hashtag the way they out of it. Like, yeah, exactly. You know like no bully, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that shit, bro. You just had to get through your yeah, day, I mean, like make it home with that a mask, trying to take like, advantage of the internet. Then, like, exactly. Now taking pictures. Yeah, exactly. Nah, that's the one thing yeah. I did do. Like, I was heavy on my MySpace shit. Like, I was, <laughs> I was 13 on MySpace, yeah, bro. Yeah, so, like, flexing. and it's funny you said that shit because that's like, mm. that that whole rock star shit, like, that's been my trajectory. You feel yeah, me? Like, yeah. like, I was 15, 16 on MySpace, like, coining like that. Like, one of my first monikers was like neighborhood rock star. You mm. feel me? I couldn't get the bait, uh, fucking hoodies. Right. So, I had, the, there was a brand called like CLC or some shit that had like the all over, all over print, <laughs> all over print oh, yeah. skull, um, hoodies. Oh. Oh, I, had, I, had, I had that shit when I was yeah. a kid, all the way zipped up with my skinny jeans and some Jordans on, and yeah. I'm throwing up some fucking hand sign. I don't know if it's some blood <laughs> shit or some rock shit. I don't know. Right, right, but right. you feel me? And that's just how it was. And I was like, I was like, what, 14, 15 on MySpace with that shit? And everybody knew that shit. You yeah, feel me? Yeah. Like I had hella followers on MySpace, friends or whatever it was on MySpace that transferred to Twitter, Facebook, all that shit, Tumblr even. That's so like, a lot of people who who say that shit now is just like, all right, cool, but what did you have to go through to really like, to earn that shit? Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I remember, bro, I remember being in college, bro, and fucking, and now I'm like 20, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like 19, 20, and it's different because I done went through high school, graduated, one best dress, shitted on everybody in my class already. Right. And so right. now I'm in college, and I, this, I'm coming from upstate. Yeah. Going, going all the way upstate to Herkimer to another college yeah, where everybody's from the city. Right. Okay, right. so you're expecting, all right, I'm gonna fit in a little bit because now people are on my level. Wrong. Um. <laughs> I, I, I go to college, everybody's from the city, everybody's still late on shit. You know, and this is no offense to anybody who's listening that I went to school with because a lot of people I'm still cool with. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I remember like wearing Jordans. There was only like five niggas wearing Jordans at Man, that time. Wasn't wearing Jordans. No, no, there, was, yeah. there was a while when niggas was not fucking with Jordans. Yeah. Like especially on, on some New York shit, everything was Air Maxes, Nike boots, That's or like true. or like yeah. shocks, yeah. or like the, the shocks. The, the, like yeah, the weird shit, bro. I was never on that wave. Like yeah. so, so I pull up to fucking college with like. Nike Terminators and, and mm. Jordans mm. and fucking like the hundreds and 10 D yeah. and, oh, and, 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 and bait and hella vintage. Like bro, my vintage game, like it's from 1992, you feel right, me? Like, right. but I've been on my vintage shit since like 17, 18. Oh, so I had hella old shit, shit older than me, bro. I pull up to, <laughs> I pull up to school with that. Niggas is looking at me like I'm crazy, bro. Mm. Niggas is like, yo, what? Like, what are you on? I'm just like, all right, cool. Like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be cool with niggas. I'm like, yo, I'm here. 
to get an education and dip. Yeah. Like, I don't got to be cool with y'all niggas, man. I'm yeah. on my own type of time. Right. So my first semester was easy because I ain't fuck with niggas. But, <laughs> but the niggas that did fuck with me, like, yeah. were other fashion niggas, you know? Right. Shouts to my boy, um, Halamoda. You know, he calls, his name is Hassan. He calls himself Halamoda. He does a lot of, um, like, hand-drawn, like, biker jackets i gotta show you his instagram right. is fire so like og right. mako be wearing his shit now yeah. and like he be in miami going crazy yeah. you know he was he was my roommate but he was one of the only people who he was he was at the college before me so i was following him around and this is a nigga who was like on some same type of shit that i was on you know yeah. he, he was wearing ripped up dolce and gabbana skinny jeans yeah. you know mason martin margellas when no one was wearing them the only person who was talking about him was kanye and jay-z right. at that right. time right. You feel me? Nobody knew no about Marjellas. They look like. Yeah, no, no exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So he's walking around and they dirty. You feel me? He's wearing them dirty, ripped up, not giving a fuck, you know? And niggas is just like, yo, what are y'all niggas on? Like, y'all look like y'all go together. And I'm like, nah, like, this is some rock star shit. Like, right, like right. we're literally going to girls' dorm, not trying to offend you. You know what I mean? Because I have sisters. I have a mom. Like, I don't want to say, like, I'm a wild nigga, but I don't want to say anything too crazy and offend somebody. But, like, we, we was literally going to girls' dorms, kicking doors and getting topped off, putting them on to some new Wiz Khalifa, getting high and dipping. So when niggas talk this rock star shit, I'm like, nah, my nigga, like, we was really doing this shit right. in college. Like, feel me? Yeah. Like, sleep fully now. I go in their room, they playing a Beyonce and shit. I'm like, all right, that's cool, but like, y'all got that new Wiz? They'll be like, no. It wasn't no aux cord. We was hooking up to the Bluetooth yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll put them on to like four songs and then be like, all right, we dipping. You feel me? Like, that's it. Like, like that's it. Like, that's, that's how we rock, bro. That's how, like, like, we were influencing early. Like, all that influencer shit is cool now. Like, we used them, the campus influencers. You feel me? Anything that was wavy. We, we knew about it. That's real. So then man. even like my homegirl, Brianni, I love Brianni. She be killing it in the city. Like, I don't know if you be seeing these different art exhibits. Like yeah. she, she did an anti-lemonade one. It was Beyonce, it was yeah. Beyonce and Rihanna inspired. Yeah. Brianni's my baby. Like she be killing shit out here. She went to school with me too. She came to my dorm and heard me listening to Max B and she was like, yo, you listen to this? <laughs> because everybody just knew me for like hipster shit. Right, like right, niggas right. didn't know that I listened to street shit and that I had like hella street ties too. History. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, nah, like, like I'm coming in so many different ways like you didn't even like people who knew me didn't even know about it mm. so you know I say all that to say this just going back to what the original topic was yeah, like it's, yeah. it's alternative shit like it's real like it's you just really live, live this shit so then years later now everybody like on that same campus mm. everybody's wearing 10 deep everybody's wearing supreme everybody's wearing street work. bro i was all right so <laughs> so I, I i i'm getting off topic because it was community college herkimer like it was fashion yeah. it was fashion so it was only like two years yeah my second year i'm the man now mm. everybody went from thinking i was gay or thinking i was you know a weirdo to everybody trying to be my friend and now i'm throwing parties and hosting parties now I already had the bitches on me. No offense, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it was lit. So now everybody wants to be my friend. All the hood niggas who thought I was gay was trying to be my friend, trying to sell me drugs and shit, trying to help me. Cause I was, I was moving packs too. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like, know what I mean? They trying to be my connect now and shit. And I'm just right. like, niggas want to be my friend now. You feel me? came back around. You know what I mean? And then, and, and, and then when they found out that I was really affiliated with some real street shit, mm -hmm. Everybody's like, oh, word? Like, you, I'm like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Mac Bowler shit, like, yeah, like, you, yeah. my cousins is official. They'll set this whole campus on fire. Like, you don't want to play with them. You feel me? Like, <laughs> like, 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 you, yeah, all that drama y'all got, leave my dorm out of it because mm. we coming through with some heat. And they're like, oh, nah, like, no, <laughs> oh, no problem with y'all. Yeah, like, like yeah, my yeah. dorm, yo, second, second year of college, my dorm was the trap. 
Niggas was coming to my dorm to shop, bro. Like, niggas would come to my dorm to buy the ticket for the party yeah, yeah. and then leave with an outfit for that party. That's good business, yeah. though. Like, just talk about like, it. Like, man. I used to sell clothes, bro, that goes back to the vintage shit, mm. though. Like, I was the first nigga on state or on campus with snapbacks. Mm. No, nobody knew where to find snapbacks. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're like, yo, where you keep getting these hats from? I'm like, yeah, I got them. I got like 30 more in my room that I don't even wear. Come holla at me after after class. They'll come through. I used to live at D9, then I lived at D10. Like yeah. literally right next door to each other. Niggas was coming to my dorm and literally come, going shopping, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Li like going shopping. And I'm just like, yeah, like, you know, this is what I do. This is it. That's how I got started with styling. The DJs on that campus, they fucked with my vision so hard. They was like, yo, like, you're gonna be our personal stylist. So anytime there was a party, like I had my fits, my fits were lit already. Yeah. I was coming through with some shit that they didn't even know about, like right. Johnny Cupcakes and all that shit. Remember Johnny People Cupcakes? Didn't know nothing about Johnny you, Cupcakes. You see what I'm though. saying? Like I had my Bordeaux Sevens early. You feel me? Like I was not playing, bro. Travis McCoy was like one of my idols. Yeah, so yeah, I heard yeah. him rap about that on a song. And then I have homies from Boston, so they put me on. You feel me? I'm just like, oh word, it's lit. And I was yeah. I was just going crazy with the Johnny Cupcakes. You from, know, it's from like high school that to now, college. That, that rip and dip shit. Yeah. Some some shit. They be throwing these crazy ass pop-ups. Oh yeah, nah, yeah. They be killing like Water the lower east side and shit. shit Hell yeah. <laughs> so so the DJs on campus were like, yo, you're gonna be our personal shopper and stylist. And I would literally go with them to the mall, pick out their fits. You know, I had one homie, he was he was like maybe like 500 pounds, bro. I had that nigga look like the man, though. You feel me? Cause he 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 was some crip nigga from East Harlem. So I had him like we were also on our LA shit heavy back then. Yeah. So like, and it's funny because he was crip and I'm like blood affiliated. So I'll pull up to his house with like the high red fucking um socks, the red chucks, the, oh, yeah. the cut off khakis, yeah. Yeah. eating a bowl of cereal, like like on some real LA shit with the yeah. flannel open, no shirt, like yeah, like hey blood, what type of time you want? Like like you know what I mean? Like and and that's how, that's how we lived, yeah. bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I had him look like the man. I had my homie DJ Treble looking like the man. You feel me? And, and that's how it was. Then we used to do these fashion shows at the end of the year. Yeah, body them shits. Bro. Yeah, then we do the after party. Like it was lit. Like we were really living like the niggas on campus, bro. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like. You know, you know how 50 Cent was like, damn, homie, in high school, you was the yeah, man, yeah, homie. Yeah. It's just like, all right, like, you're going to take all that popularity from high school and college, but what are you going to do after that? Mm, you know, so mm. I, I feel like, I mean, I hate putting Pat myself on the back, but I feel like I was one of the first people out of everybody I grew up with and everybody mm. I went to school with from high school, college, and even people I just knew from the town who took that popularity and tried to, and, and legitimized it, you feel yeah. me? By making yourself a brand and making other brands and then putting people on and shit. That's what kind of got me into helping other artists, you yeah. know, like, yeah. and helping, you know, creative development, artist development and stuff like that. Mm. You know what I mean? That's real, Cause man. it's just like, you gotta take that experience yeah. that you have and figure out how to not only branch it off, but give it to other people, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? And, and I feel like a lot of like young people now, like especially like around our age, like even younger than us, like say high schoolers, mm -hmm. your story is becoming more of a reality for them realizing that. You were an A&R in high school. Yeah. You, were, you were a fashion stylist in high school. A lot of us, we actually have all these skills and talents inside of us. We don't mm -hmm. need a degree to validate it. Nope. Like once we're aware of who, like the skills that we actually have and that we were born with mm -hmm. and develop them, do your work, do the research. Tap in. Tap in. Then all of a sudden, yo, people are going to school for these degrees and stuff that we've been doing yeah, all of our lives. I wish right. they was right. in the field. Like right. people, people go to school for four years, 
they get out. I'm like, what you gonna do? It's like, shit, I'm trying to do, start a, a fashion brand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so what the heck bro, you just doing this for? Like, that's, that's exactly why I only did two years, bro. Mm-hmm. So like, it got to the point where I was in college and I'm talking to my advisor and I mean, yo, shouts to Miss Jenny. Like, she was she was a real one. Old, <laughs> old, old white woman, but she fucked with me like crazy. Like, she, she literally, like, we was in class one day and she broke it down like this. Like, our whole, you know, fashion department, most of these kids are black from Harlem, from the Bronx, you know, from these inner city areas. And then we have a couple like suburban white kids sprinkled in from like upstate New York who don't know nothing about actual right. fashion and style. Absolutely. They just like, and she said it like this. She was like, yo, a lot of you guys picked fashion as a major because you like to shop. You know, your friends might say you, you, you're you one of the best dressed. So you think this is gonna be an easy ride to get a diploma. It's not, right. you know, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all not gonna graduate. A lot of y'all not gonna make it. A lot of y'all not gonna even have a career in fashion. You know, a lot of you guys just don't have it. She ain't point nobody out. She ain't point nobody out at all. But she just said it like factually. She was like, listen, like, it's not that. Like, you got to put in the work. You got to know what you're talking about. You got to do all that. She said that like maybe my first or second semester of my first year, right? Yeah. My second semester, like literally like a month away from graduation, like I'm in class not having it. Like, mm-hmm. and the way, the way my whole school career has been, like I control the energy of every room I'm in. It's still mm-hmm. kind of like that now. So anytime I walked into a room, the mood would change, whether yeah. whether it was good or bad. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So so it was one specific day where I was not having it. You feel me? Like my mood was off. I wasn't getting no sleep. I think I might have just threw a party and then had to wake up at like eight o'clock for um for I had a gang uh practices in, in rituals class because for my elective on some um on some like social science type mm, shit. Mm. It had nothing to do with my actual major, but I was like, yo, this is something that I know I could pass right, easily. Right. So <laughs> so I took that shit. Then I go to fashion history and costuming class and I'm just not having it. She stops class in the middle of it. She's like, yo, what's wrong with you? Like in yeah. front of everyone. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, like I don't feel like graduating. Like for this real, this is real. just not yeah. it for me. Like I've been working from 11 to about 18 years old. Always had a job from the barbershop to working at the mall. Mm-hmm. Always had a job, always had money in my pocket. I was in college broke. You feel me? Trying to hustle clothes and whatever, whatever drugs to just get by to get something yeah. to eat. Like yeah. not, not even flexing, not even copping no clothes or doing nothing, you know, just trying Survival. to get by. Yeah. Like I was, I remember like I was selling vanilla kush. The money I got from that pack, I gave that shit to my mom. Mm. You feel me? Like that's real shit. Yeah. So it's not like I was out here, like, you know how niggas sell drugs and think, oh, they flexing? Nah, like we was selling that shit just to get by, just to eat. And I told her like, yo, listen, like this shit isn't for me. Like I want money, like I'm not struggling is cool because it builds character and you get to that grind. You learn a lot about yourself through struggle, but I'm just like, yo, like, I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live. I want some money. Like, this this isn't it. Like, I'd rather drop out, go back to my job in Albany, figure it out, build my brand, and then that's it. She was like, no, you're going to graduate. Yeah. She was like, a lot of these people in this room might not make it, but you are. Mm. She she said, they might not make it, but you will. Talk to me in my office later. Mm. And I told her straight up, like, listen, like, my mom wants me to do two more years after I graduate. I don't know if this is it for me. Like, yeah. like school is cool. Like, I'm not like a lot of people shit on education. I'll tell people right now, go to school if what you want to do is something that you need to do right. to school for. You see the need in it. Yeah, but if you need that paper, exactly. Yeah, you need that paper. Mm. But but if it's something you feel like it's just a craft that you can learn just by watching some shit on YouTube and just reading yeah. some tutorials, yeah. you might not need school for that. Yeah. You just might be getting jugged. You feel me? Mm. So she told me straight up, she was like, yo, listen, only do two more years 
if you want to be a placeholder and work for somebody that already has something established. Mm. But if you want to do your own shit and you want to move your own brand, you got to take these two years, graduate and work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up. I yeah. took them two years. I graduated, took that little associate's diploma. My family was happy, but they really wanted me to do two more years. I'm like, fuck that shit. Yeah. I graduated in May. A couple months later, I dropped my first fashion collection. Had Space Ghost Purp in that shit. Had ASAP Rocky hitting me up trying to get clothes. And I don't got no money yet. Like, you know what I mean? I just crashed my car, came to buy another one. Right. You feel me? And I'm 26. That was when I was 20. But it's the fact that you see them two names I just said, right? Yeah. Them, them two niggas is probably some of the most influential people right now. People shit on Space Ghost Perp now. I'm not going to say nothing about that man that's bad. You feel me? He did bad business. I'll say that. But creatively, he was that man. You feel me? And, and ASAP, like, I still got love for them. You feel me? Like, Yams was my guy. Like, when he died, I cried, bro. You feel me? So it was just like... That just shows you how long niggas really been doing this shit. Yeah. You feel me? Like yeah. I remember Rocky and Bari, they came up to my college campus rolling dice. Mm. You feel me? They taught my homegirl how to roll dice and shit. Yeah. That's real. Like everybody see that V loan shit now. Everybody a V loan plug. But I remember when mm. niggas was out here sharing five dollar sandwiches. Right. You feel me? Right. Like, but I yeah. remember seeing all that shit. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So, so you understand the history of it and straight up. What you're saying is so profound right now mm -hmm. because this is all tying into what you said earlier in terms of like being a free thinker and an individual, mm -hmm. like talking about being a black alternative mm -hmm. or having a free mindset. You were able to do all those things because you were free in your own mind. Exactly. You were able to say, I'm gonna use the power of my mind to create my life for myself. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that the power of your mind is really strong. Straight up. You know, when you're able to really unlock your potential is you're like, okay, I have an idea. I have an idea of what I want my life to look like. I have the skills, I have the talents to be able to do it. I was just, just doing it, going out there, doing it, mm -hmm. messing up sometimes, mm -hmm. like learning from your mistakes. Those are, that's how you learn what it really means to be persistent, to go through people like putting your name down or like talking disrespectfully about you because you're trying to be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, when they don't know who they are, that's a fact. you know, they're just like saying, oh, OK, yeah, just because you're not like us, like you're, you're obviously doing something wrong, mm -hmm. but you might be the, actually the only right person in the room, like and being able to stand on your own two feet and say, you know what, mm -hmm. I know who I am. You know, so that goes that's, a long way. That's funny because, that you know, way. my father always taught me, he was like, yo, sometimes giving somebody the power and letting them be right, even when you know that they straight wrong, is the most powerful move you can make. Damn. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Like, and that's some shit like, yo, my father, my father's a dude who didn't go to college. He barely finished high school. Not, he's smart as fuck. Yeah. Because he been through shit. Know yeah. what I mean? He's, he may not be book smart, but he knows some shit. He's yeah. one of them like, niggas like, you know how like, Astrology is like really big now. Like yeah. all them, all them like Twitter astrologers oh, and shit. Yeah, like my my, fa my father, he been telling me about like he he got a book. It's the birthday book where it literally breaks down your birthday from like not only the month you were born or some astrology shit, but like mm -hmm. the actual day you were born, the time zone you were born in, all yeah. that shit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. It's like a, some birth chart. The birth chart. So you know, like yeah. now, funny thing is, like, all right, so I had a. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about all my exes and shit, but like I have, <laughs> I have uh, one particular ex. Amber, who's like, she's the illest like woman alive. You mm -hmm. feel me? Like she's super ill. And I used to make fun of her when we first got together because she was like on some real like clairvoyant shit, like early, <laughs> early, yeah, like, for real, for just real. telling like on some like 
super prophetic, would know some shit before it's gonna happen, mm. you know, and super like in tune with the universe and astrology and shit yeah. before it became cool. Like I used to make fun of her, mm. but now I see all these girls on Twitter. I'm like, yo, these <laughs> girls are like baby you. Right. You right, feel me? Right, right. So she taught me a lot and she taught me how to get in tune with myself more. Mm. And then in turn you get in tune with the universe. Yeah. You feel I, me? I got myself through like girls. Exactly. Like, that's yeah, a, that's yeah. a fact, bro. Talk about it, bro. That's a fact. Yeah, like and, yeah. and that is part of the reason why like the Turner Triple X brand yeah. is so influenced and inspired by like feminine energy you feel mm. me because women are the best teachers my best like literally in school yeah. my best teachers were women the guy teachers were shitty <laughs> except except mr steinberg mr, Ste <laughs> mr. steinberg was lit you feel me right, right, but right. for the most part the male teachers were shit it was yeah. the female teachers they who would literally nurture, yeah yeah they yeah they yeah, they nurture you feel me yeah. like that's really what it is so then you know having women in your life who put you on to like real shit you feel yeah. me who teach you about yourself that's so, the thing most of like the most profound conversations where i like yo i didn't realize about myself were with women mm -hmm. and i didn't realize it at the time but you walk away from those conversations like i have a deeper understanding of who i actually am yep. how i should treat people exactly you know it's crazy exactly even now like when it comes to talking to girls and shit, that whole like dating shit is so weird. You feel me? <laughs> because it's just like, yo, they're like, oh, let's go to the movies. Or like, it's like, honestly, I just want to sit down, listen to music with you, and and, and talk. You feel yeah, me? Because because yeah. th that's where it is. That's where you really build that connection. Like sitting down in this movie is wasting time because I'm not gonna get to really know you. Right. We're just gonna be sitting here looking at each other. My We're gonna watch this. Mother told me that is like the hands down one of the worst date ideas. Yeah, like, straight up. If you just want to see how someone reacts in a given. Straight up. <laughs> straight up. Like I remember. My shit was like I used to pick girls up from after I got out of work when I was working in Albany. Mm. Pick them up, we'll get something to eat, and we either go back to my crib or we just like park somewhere and just chop it up. You feel yeah, me? Just talk, I'll, I'll yeah. play some music, we'll just chop it up. And a lot of times it was me giving them some energy because they didn't really know shit. Mm. But then a lot of times like there'll be that one chick who will like really put you on to some shit. Yeah. Like, word, like yeah. that's what's up. You yeah. feel me? So, but I say all that to say that you know. A lot of people don't give this man certain credit, mm. but like when Drake said like, yo, know yourself, mm. like that's some real shit. Like a lot of people do not know themselves. Yeah. You feel me? It's more than just like a catchphrase. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Straight so, up. Yeah. It's, it's more than just a catchphrase. It's like, yo, I think like what he really meant by that is it's like, yo, know yourself, like get in tune with yourself. Mm. And through that, you'll be in tune with the universe. You'll be able mm. to make better decisions. You'll be able For to- you. Yeah, straight up, yeah. straight up. You'll be able yeah. to get the goals that you want will be will be open up for you. You feel me? That's, yo, yo, that's so true. Cause in the past, like I was thought, man, man, I got just gotta almost go against the grain of the universe mm -hmm. in order to get what I want. Nope. But you really have to just relinquish your your ego and like just say, you know what? Let me just open myself up to the possibilities. Be aware of what's happening around mm -hmm. me. Do and, I never like, tried that shit yet. I actually, I had like my my neighbor when I when I used to live in Troy. My neighbor gave me chocolate mushrooms, and I gave them shit to my homie because I was like, like my brain, my brain. You already know what you about this. You're like, I'm I'm too ready. I'm already on some other shit. Yeah, so I'm already I ain't trying to be I'm already lit. That's a fact, bro. Because I might not come back. Yeah, that's a fact, bro. I felt that same way prior to take. I mean, yeah, prior to take Ash, I took this shit to Cleveland in November. Shout out to Ohio, bro. Completely wrong. Yes. Ohio is one of the strangest, uh, well developed. It's very, it's very brown. Yes, yeah, that shit. It's very brown. It's very. Well, I was there when it was. It was like the winter cold. It's very dry. Like when you're in Midwest, you feel the disassociation or like masses. You know what I'm saying, so to speak. They're not waking up and getting on a train with. 
X amount of thousand people, you know what I'm saying? All those yeah, it's not things. like LA. So New York yeah, so the the, the, the value yeah. system or the, the the urgency for concern, that shit is on a need to know or <laughs> what mm. to know basis. Yeah, like, yeah. That shit is like like this it's, it's similar in Georgia and in Atlanta, I would say, but because regionally where uh, Ohio is placed, that shit is very strange. Right? Oh, right. OD. So yeah. and so that also makes my understanding of people who are musical there, mm. they are like almost enchanted. Kid Cudi coming from there, bro. True. I was just, that's who that, I was thinking that, about. That's, that alone, yeah. that alone is like the cusp of, it's just like really genuine, re like weirdness. Like, yeah. Yo, genuine. you yeah. saying that, you saying that is crazy because like, all right, you saying Kid Cudi, which is already a super weirdo. Then you got to think about the other Ohio people like Bootsy Collins and like Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony. It was in I'm from the Zap Band. Uh, Charlie Wilson? Not Charlie Wilson, the other dude. Roger and Zap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is really? They're from, they're from Ohio? I think, I think I, but they're from Cali the whole time. Yeah, if you see how that music filters into where it fits in society and like other places, mm -hmm. yeah. it just provokes it that much further. Exactly, like, bro. Because it, it's, it's very specific to a certain individual. Absolutely, absolutely. Shouts to Ohio, man. For real, yeah. for real. Shouts to, <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a lot of good people from Ohio. Yeah, yeah man. You guys are like, touching on things that a lot of people need to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel from this conversation, a lot of people, like their minds are gonna be unlocked, you know, in terms of being able to realize like, yo, like understanding who they really are. Cause I think the power for the longest people are like, yo, you gotta do this in order to get where you are. You gotta find this or you gotta, it's really inside of you. Straight up. You know, it's really inside of you. And you guys are really like speaking to it on a whole nother level. It's funny cause when you think about like black alternative, I don't think the majority of America is even aware that we're having these types of conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not aware that people like us are actually talking like this and actually like trying to uplift each other and trying to understand like, okay, what does it really mean to be successful? And what does it mean to, to really find your own personal path? So that means a lot for you guys to even be here to talk about this stuff. Like, I'm just glad to be in the room with y'all. I was just telling him um, when we was up at the office that like my hang up with a lot of artists nowadays isn't as intense as like the old head opinion. Right, mm -hmm. right, right, right. I just feel like if artists um, that are like emerging now and like some, um, some most of the artists that are established like Drake and Big Sean and all of those niggas like that's going to end up being like the old head sooner or later. Um, I feel like if they were more informative on a, like an educational level yeah. about the ins and outs of the game and like don't seminar me and lecture me right, like right, mm -hmm. right. walk me through and get me to the bag bro and let's get on with the shit like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like the, a lot of people they have the crab in the barrel mentality or reaction to success because mm. it's natural to do what was done to you to the next person. Yeah, they may not that. even realize but they're doing it. The awareness part of it is what I keep speaking values to because mm. if the awareness was there that at a certain point in success, make sure you grab your, your brain and make sure it's not floating on another coast away from your, your body. Like, mm -hmm. If that was something promoted and encouraged, expanded upon, from different artists, mm -hmm. and you will see a way you will see a completely different like trajectory for a lot of artists. And I, I think a lot of people don't give that kind of information until it, shit has already played out of their hand. Mm -hmm. and then they're like, don't do it like this. <laughs> and, and a lot of other people too, because yeah. it is it's like, oh, now you want to be honest and mm -hmm. transparent with us because your facade melted away, mm -hmm. and now Talk you want to buy shit. us back with honesty. Talk and that shit. That shit is uh, when you could have just been real from jump, and we would have just been like. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks. Wow. I was talking about this shit earlier. I think that was with the essentially that was like the 
fadeaway for McConan, like when he came out and said that he was yeah. gay, because it was like, bro, why you just didn't say that from shit from jump? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The niggas do it wrong. Nah, like, we 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 would have fucked with him off rip. Conan is like, I never met him personally, but he followed me on Twitter. You feel me? Like, and he was cool. Like, I fucked with him. I still like his music. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if he would have said that from jump, I don't think it, it would it wouldn't have been nothing. You right, feel me? Like, right. like it would not have been nothing, bro. Like his but music is that, still fire. That's why I said. But now. Besides town level, what's the difference between that situation with um, him and Frank Ocean? Out the gate, he made that. He made that. Was he out the, was out the gate? It was before like his debut album. If we really pay attention to this man's music, and I'm not even a fan no more. You know, I, I was a fan around like Nostalgia Ultra, but I didn't like Channel Orange. But I've always been an Odd Future fan. If you listen to the oldies, freestyle, yeah. his verse. I'm high and I'm by. If you listen to Frank Ocean's early music, which I didn't when everybody was listening to it, because mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Was it was some hype shit. It, yeah. it was some hype shit because I done seen, I, done, I went to Boys Choir Harlem when I was um, little. I seen right. niggas singing like him. By the droves, bro. Mm. That nigga don't be doing nothing really that crazy besides mm. standing for a bigger meaning mm. than, than, than and his song. His than, pen is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. His, yeah, his his, his, his all of that shit yeah. is crazy. But his music was never gender specific. It wasn't, bro. It wasn't. It was bro. never gender specific. Yeah. He never said she did this to me. And he never said he or anything like that. It wasn't until his. It wasn't until he let that letter out that when his album dropped that he made it apparent that. He was, yeah. yeah, but he was being true to himself through his art the whole right. time, exactly. exactly the whole time. So that's that's the part of why I think why he got the quote unquote pass, for lack of a better term, because the mysterious part of him. That's a part of it. Yeah, that was a part of the mystery of his uh, of his oh, brand. Yeah. This is the thing with black culture and homophobic tendencies in general, right? There's always that R and B artist or that that family member who we accepted for being them as long as they were living in their truth. Mm. It's not that black people are homophobic. It's not that we as people, as as far as the human race in general, are homophobic. Some people are, but that's their problem. You mm. feel me? I think it's more so the fact like, yo, don't lie to us. Like, right. be your full self. Everybody, you know, comes out at their own pace, which but is when fine. You're spending dollars with a nigga and you buying into an image and all of these. That is things, the only. That's when niggas feel like they've been duped. Exactly. Now, that's I don't it. know. I feel like Malconan was never really like he never really gave a vibe to me that like I'm dog. Like he had a like I feel like for longest he had like that. Things that, that, that I used to yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so I, so I wasn't True. really surprised, honestly. Like, yeah. like no. and, and the way he just like he moves, like I, I was never like surprised. I, I, I'm not like, damn, nigga, like he, he could have been said that, and like that's what it is. I don't think anybody was really surprised. I just feel like if he would have been truthful to everyone straight out then it would have been different. But I also do understand the situation that he was in to why he felt like he couldn't have. And this is no disrespect to anybody who's OVO affiliated because I fuck with people who are part of that camp, but I can understand why he was like, shit, all right, I'm already in a fucked up position. If I say this, it's probably gonna make it even worse. I can understand that. Well, he just said no, so I mean, he lied. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he lied yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what you do behind closed doors is your business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I said, I went to school for fashion, so a lot of, a lot of gay niggas helped me get some ass. You feel me? <laughs> you feel me? Like I had I had a lot of homies that would be like, Nick, I'm not gonna hold you like Niggas tried to push up on me, and I'm like, nah, bro. But your homegirl can get it. <laughs> you yeah, feel me? Like, like, it is what it is. I'm just like, nah, bro. Like, I understand why you want to talk to me. I look alright, my nigga. Like, <laughs> I, I feel you, bro. But send your sister here. You feel me? And that's just how I was rocking. So you know, it is what it is. Like, 
and that and that goes back to what I was saying. Like, uh, you know, it's all about how you handle those situations. Yeah. You feel me? Like, yeah. I feel like people, when it comes to the whole, like, you know, homophobic thing that's going on now and, you know, gay rights and shit, I feel like people can be way more receptive and way more appreciative of their struggle. You feel me? Yeah. Understanding how we're all free thinkers, mm -hmm. like, it's important for all of us to be able to make sure our voices are being heard and that our thoughts are being heard. Like, so one thing that I notice is that, like, whether it's with music or with fashion, like, they're all forms of expression. And that's something I see in you, man, is that you're, you're able to take all these different forms of expression and express yourself. But by doing that, you're creating a voice for other people, too. Like, Straight they're up. being able to realize, oh, I can express myself through your brand or through the music endeavors that you have. What does that mean to you, like, being able to help other people find their voice? Because you're someone who I think has found his voice. Mm -hmm. How are you doing that for other people? Bro. That shit keeps me alive, bro. Yeah, like, I'm not yeah. gonna hold you. Like, I still have, like, an extreme, like, relationship with, like, suicide and fucking uh, depression and shit. Yeah. But, like, e like, even this kid, bro, like, I'll have conversations with him and I'll be like, yo, he might not even know it, but, like, I might have just killed myself that night. But talking to him, just like, you know, other people need what the fuck I got. Yeah. Like, what, whether, whether or not I know that it's gonna be the right way for them is the fact that like people like him or like I have another artist back in Albany named Lil Baby Suplex who's like, yo, I gotta play some hit shit for you too. It's a fire yeah. Bro, love that kid, bro. It's just like the fact that people trust my opinion and 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 see that I can help them yeah. and whoever's behind them, like yeah. that shit means a lot to me and it keeps me going. You feel me? The fact that I'm like really not making a lot of money doing what I do, but getting a lot of you know, light or getting a lot of, you know, cause everybody offers you like, oh, it's a really good look. It's a really good look. And it's like, all right, cool. But after like four or five years of having really good looks, mm. you you really want that really good check too. Good. You, <laughs> feel <me? laughs> you feel me? You, yeah. you feel me? So yeah. it's just like, so it's just like shit like that keeps me alive. You feel me? Like Absolutely. it just really, I don't know if I'm really answering your question, no, yeah, but um, yeah. it just like that shit really does a lot to me, you know? And I feel like not everybody's going to understand that. Man, the, the day his project dropped, you feel me? I'm in a conversation with like somebody else, like who's trying to, um, I don't want to say any names, but they were trying to, you know, pretty much have me like work for their company and like do some shit or whatever. Shit is good. Like it's lit. You feel me? Mm. Niggas is moving around. Niggas is doing shit. But I'm just like, yo, like I had to make sure I took some time out to really figure out like, yo, what's going to happen with this project? Like, yeah. is it like, like is the rollout good? Is he happy? Like, is everybody involved with the project happy? You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. shit was lit. Like, it's the project that I'm going to play you later. Nice. You feel me? But it's just like, yo, like, that's the shit that keeps me going, you know? Other than the fact that, like, you know, the fashion shit and the whole... Like, the A&R shit is one thing, and then the fashion shit is different. Like, yeah. the fashion... Like, the A&R shit and the artist development shit, like, is amazing. You feel me? Yeah. And it's different because, like, I'm not imposing my brand on him. You feel me? If right. anything, he, like, trusts me to, like, help him with his brand. And we just make shit even bigger. It's all, it's all, it's all, when I look at myself, when it comes to like the music and like A and R shit, I look at myself as like a mix between like like oh, Diddy, yeah. Dame yeah. Dash. I say, like a lot of people compare me to Yams, which like, is crazy. I don't ever really take that shit, but I understand it because like he was one of the only people like at our age group who did what we did with the same passion and the authenticity and personality that we do it as. You feel yeah. me? Like like Yams was just as lit as the artists. You feel me? Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of executives now are not. A lot of like the A and Rs and the managers. Yeah, a lot of the A and Rs and the managers are not really of the culture and not really exuberantly. Like I'm out here with these artists like when like i remember i used to work with Assad back in the day i don't yeah, know if you know him of course, of course like i remember getting into scuffles with people that i know 
because I'm riding with I'm riding with him and the hope. Yo, shouts to all the petty boys. I mean, PBI. <laughs> like I remember riding out with them, driving from Albany to Philly just to end up getting into a scuffle with some niggas I know from New York because of them. You feel yeah. me? And it's just like, yo, chill. Like, y'all cool. Like, I don't want to have to, like, nah. Like, I don't want to get in, into it with nobody. I want to get to this bag and, and be fly and talk to women. Like, I don't want to get be tough. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, I I come from a tough place. I see what, what, what being tough gets you. It don't get you too far, bro. Right. Like, let's be jiggy and, and get some money. You feel me? That beef shit don't make money. It don't. You feel it me? So, a lot of noise. It don't make no money. Exactly. So it's just like, bro. But, but I'm just saying, like, that's how exuberant I am when it comes to this shit. A lot of other executives or A&Rs or personal project managers or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, they're not in the trenches like that. You yeah, feel me? Yeah, hooking with they goddamn artists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Up? Straight up. Like, straight up. They're not, they not throwing down like that, yeah, bro. Like, I'd be yeah. out here just as, like, man, listen, last night we was at the we was at the Vashti uh, birthday party but with Smoke Perp and, and Richie Samo from, from Miami. Like, they just signed to the label I work at, Alamo Records, yeah. you know? And we out there thugging it with them. We turning up with them, you feel me? Yeah. My man Chad was in there, Shabazz was in there turning up. Like, we all turning up as a group together. Like, there's not too many people of the culture that's doing it like that still. Everybody's yeah. still too high sedity and they want to be like, all right, I'm making the money off of this culture, but I'm dipping off and not really, yeah, you that, feel me? Yeah, that reminds me, I think we saw each other. I'm not going to name the, the brand that threw the event, but yeah. we, we saw each other at an event and I noticed that there was like the artist and then there was like a balcony, the like executives and people, they were like off to the side. Someone was overlooking. Almost, it was like a slave mentality. Yeah, exactly. Like they were just like looking at him as like, nah, these are like dance. these oh, are it's dance. Yeah, yeah. on some yeah. on some minstrel show shit. Yes, yeah. yes. So, I really respect everything you're saying right now. You're basically creating a new blueprint for what it means to be an A and R. Like you're basically one of us in the position of somebody who was used to be just like the, the somebody from outside exactly. the culture controlling like our culture. More because like he understands the artist, he gets our lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the shit that I that I stress a lot with him and with Suplex is the fact like a lot of ARs or a lot of managers and executives, they'll try to like teach you shit, but like not teach you everything so you can keep coming back to them. I tell everybody everything, or not everybody, but I tell him and like suplex everything yeah. so they can get it on their own. Right. So they don't even, so by the time they're fucking platinum selling artists, mm -hmm. they won't even need me anymore. And now we're business partners instead of me pushing this artist to get on. You feel right, me? Right, right. And it'll be completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I don't know a lot of, if a lot of people really paid attention to a lot of the shit Diddy did in the 90s at, at Uptown and at, and at Bad Boy and how you know, he got into it with, with Jodeci or how, got into like working with Jodeci and, you know, Biggie, Mary J and all that shit. Like, yeah. he was really out here. Yeah. You feel if me? Niggas knew that, they would, if niggas knew that and, and understood it, they would move different. And That's a fact. And they, and, and they, they was down at Morehouse and, and Biggie. You yeah, feel me? So a lot of people, a lot of people don't like, care to know that kind of shit. So that's why it's on a need to know basis. Like that's why those, that's why I, like, like I, I say this shit about even like the mob and shit. Like, like I fuck with them niggas like on a, I'll be honest, my nigga, I don't really even care for the music that much. Like, I don't, I like, I like not saying the music is bad. I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. cause it's just like so real. Like I seen you see niggas them. off the street yeah. with nothing, my nigga. Like you said, sharing sandwiches, mm -hmm. my nigga. Mm -hmm. Like Authentic. in a position that I may, I may or may not be in, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. X amount of nights throughout the year. 
And to see them come up out of that shit, my nigga. It's amazing. And like have everybody in the world like screaming that shit. Mm-hmm. Keep having their faces reoccurring in, in media and all of these mm-hmm. different things. Like for me, even despite all the politics or what a nigga got to say or any of that shit, like to me, that shit is the way. Like that's the example. Otherwise, when you, like he said, when you relinquish that and you allow it to be in these other people's hands, I, it, don't, it ain't even specific to no race. It just come down to a, a certain level of experience mm. and being able to identify with struggle. Like so, real talk. Like like those niggas for me, not even my big homies, but they was just like role models. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. For how to like, why are we explaining this shit, bro? I'll be like, bro, Barry got a uh, uptown, my nigga. That's a fact, bro. It's I from nigga, I nigga, town, thank you. Like thank niggas you. don't understand yeah, that. Yeah. Like that shit. That shit mean yeah. like yeah. that shit mean more than like your name on the back of a jersey somewhere. Yeah. Or any yeah. of that shit. Like when you when you from where they coined the name of this shit, nigga. And you yeah. got your own. And you got your own. Like yeah. and there's another one coming out. Like come on, like, like that crazy. shit for me. That shit like be meaning the world. Like when I be seeing niggas like making them kind of moves and shit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, regardless of the politics, how they got it, whatever. Like yeah. when I be seeing niggas do shit like that, it's like you pioneering like because like he said he could count on his hand i could count less on my hand how many people are actually out here helping that's a right, fact right right because it's that's only it's only but like like you said it's it you, it's only but so much that you can even do in the label before you're jeopardizing what you building in the first place. You mm-hmm. can't jeopardize your position if your position is somebody else's position and your position is helping, you know what I'm saying, right. charter lives into new pastures and shit like that. Real talk. So like having immersed myself into the culture and been involved in so many different like situations and shit like that, having a, a, a legitimate talk with an A&R at this point and what I'm doing like musically and shit like that, now I can understand without any really like means. angst towards somebody like, Oh, you really can't do that for me. Mm-hmm. I gotta do that for myself. Yeah, yeah or you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like on managerial experiences and shit like that. My manager is my man's, my nigga. Yeah, real like, talk. My manager is whenever I get to the V platform to expand on, like the person I'm talking about and the and, and the experiences that we've had together. Yeah. Somebody from a label probably is gonna come in at some point and, and yeah. you're not gonna have to do that job and that's just gonna be my man's, my right. nigga. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> like yeah. you said, like yeah. that shit is just through and through. Because the understanding of how much of a come up it is to like come up off the streets and tell your story and then marginalize a dollar off of that, let alone get your point across, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And yeah. get your message across. Mm-hmm. Like dude, that's connects. why yeah. that's why I be saying like the money, bro, that should be like the last part of it. That'd be like Real when talk. you like literally that'd be like when you gotta get on a train, when it's time to get something to eat. Everything else besides that is magic. It's man. the magic like, and the passion, are, like, bro. Wizards with this shit. Exactly. Like, and pulling shit out the sky <laughs> and like Boom, it's on your computer and everybody in your house doing it. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the shit, that's the shit that I feel like matters the most when it comes to that, to this type of shit. As far as the music, as far as like the fashion, because yeah. I feel like that's separately. There's kids who like buy like the, the shit that I sell them, whether it's, you know, the Black Tongue, Turner Triple X, or, you know, ECW, CWWF, and they like believe in that shit like fully. Like they believe in it as if they helped me create it. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like they came up with the concept too. Like they believe in that. So I did a hoodie, it was a special edition Turner Triple X hoodie. It had the logo on it, but instead of the black hoodie, it was pink, you know? And like I said, there's a lot of feminine energy that goes into the creation of those pieces. Yeah. My boy wore that hoodie the first time. He's like, yo, I got some ass off of this hoodie, bro. <laughs> that meant right, so much right, to me. Right. At the time he told me to, I'm having a depressed day. You mm. feel me? I'm in my room or in the bathroom or some shit. And I read that message and I'm like, 
all right, so everything I'm doing is I'm it? Doing it for, yeah, 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 yeah. Like this is what I'm doing this it for. You I feel me? Yeah. Like because yeah. it's just like yo, this man, like, like we're cool. Like he's the homie with me. Like when it comes to people who buy from me, I'm not. You're not buying from me and then never hearing from me again. Yeah. You feel me? Like for the most part, the people who buy from me, they're gonna continue to buy from me, whatever, whichever brand it is. It's a relationship. And and yeah. we build a relationship. You feel me? Like I'll literally like there's people who bought my shit who if I'm in their town, I'll pull up on them. Mm. You feel me? I'll chop it up with them for a minute hop on a call with them. Like, Absolutely. it's different. That's why I say I'm a cult leader. And that's what that whole 64 shit is about. Yeah. It's about creating like a community where people like, not even necessarily believe in each other, but like you believe in what the fuck I'm telling you. Yeah. You believe in, you know, this, these messages through these clothes. And it's not just a piece of, uh, it's a piece of clothing. Like, it's not just some Supreme shit that, although Supreme is a great brand and I love them. Oh yeah. It's just like, it's not just a trend. It's not just something you're throwing on to, to have a fire fit. Mm. You know, it means something to you. It's, it's building a connection. You feel me? Right. Because right. like that black tongue shit, like that shit is built. Like that is like all the music shit is just expression through creativity. Yeah. But this, the actual black tongue, like the fashion brand, that is a direct connection to me and Toast, like personal struggle as people with depression. But you know what I mean? Like that shit is a personal, like, you know, connection through our struggles with like depression and suicide yeah. and aggressive attitudes and all that shit. You feel me? We do, we make those clothes so we don't gotta rob niggas and beat niggas to fuck up or, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's, that's what we do it for because it's a release of creativity and a release of like the last six to eight months of our lives. Right. So like with this next collection coming out, Resort to Violence, mm -hmm. is because like, it's like a fucking quadruple, like, oh, yeah, quintuple, yeah. like entendre, you feel <laughs> me? It's like, yeah, you feel me? Like, yeah. it's, it's just like, yo, like, it's like Resort to Violence. It's like, yo, mm -hmm. we don't want to resort to violence, so we're making these clothes. But then it's like, yo, it's Resort to Violence because the Black Tongue is like a very aggressive, emotional brand. Mm -hmm. If we weren't a brand, we would be like a rock band. Yeah. And you know, the way rock bands rolled, especially back in the 80s and 90s, they was coming through town, yeah. fucking Fuck shit up. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. And, and and that's what that's the whole energy behind yeah. this this next collection, bro. It's like literally coming to your town, fucking shit up, leaving, building a legacy. You feel me? Like, and when you, so keep all that in mind to when you start seeing these pieces. It's crazy, you know? And so that's the shit that means a lot to me other than just the music. And, you know, having artists like Boy, and, you know, like, I just met this man today. Nigga, and you, and, and, and you feel what I'm saying? Nigga, this is the first time I met Boy in person. I've been working with Boy for like almost a year now, and this is the first time we met. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm saying yeah. though. It's like really yeah. building a connection and really building like fucking a whole different type of energy to this type of shit to where instead of calling myself an A&R, I don't give myself that title, people have given it to me. Yeah. I don't want to call myself an A&R or a manager or a creative or a designer or anything like that. I have personal beliefs and I have like, ideas that other people believe in as well yeah. that actually give my thought and my idea like validity yeah and that's what it is and with that man thank you really thank you for being a part of the open canvas and just sharing your story and i feel like there's so much more that you can share oh straight up like this is just the beginning yeah i really appreciate everyone else you guys like just coming like this means a lot for y'all to be here us. just sharing with y'all energy like really thank you guys for being here so before we leave, like everyone, how can people get in contact with you, find you online? My Instagram and Twitter is kill, turn her, like T-U-R-N-H-E-R. So it's kill, turn her, kill. Instagram and Twitter is, I mean that. There's also the black tongue at, at the black tongue on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, boy. Uh, on Twitter is boy from the road, R-H-O-D-E. 
for Rhode Island and stuff. But that's on everything. Boy from the Road, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, everything. Yeah, Boy from the Road. Um, Instagram and Twitter is um, the real Nari, the real, and then Nari N O R I. SoundCloud's the same thing. It's G Baby Gwan. It's not Javon. It's G V V A A N for search purposes. I'm that Oi Boy right now. We got this single going crazy over that Pierre Bourne shit. So I want hey, everybody to Shout out to Pierre, bro. Yeah. Attention hard. You can find me A T T N W H O R E. It's with a zero. That's uh, my Twitter, Instagram. Shit, www.attentionhard.com. Got, just got the new merch. That's Fresh. the job. Freak Dot Radio Volume 1 on the way. You know, I'm in New York. It's lit. Hell yeah. Shouts to War from the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, War from the neighborhood. That new album on the way. You let him know. Let him know. Hey, you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta love Jade with two E's. Yeah. That's okay. It. <laughs> yeah, but for real, y'all. I really appreciate all of y'all coming through. Look out for everyone here. I feel like everyone in the room right now, like, we're gonna be hearing a lot of in the very near future. These are the types of conversations that need to be documented. Absolutely. You know, this I is feel a like very eclectic. This is very absolutely. In the the fact that y'all like most of y'all like are just meeting today is crazy yeah, exactly. to me. Like I really thought y'all knew each other for like ever. So we're gonna look back at this like a year or so from now and be like, yo, remember this conversation? Remember when we all just came up here randomly just yeah. to talk, seemingly randomly, and all the things that you guys are talking about that you've done, are doing, and are going to do is going to happen. It means a lot. So this has been the open canvas with Taj Alexander. Thank y'all for coming out. To find out more about the open canvas hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander and edited by Amanda Hughes.